Hello and welcome back to Education Honestly. So we're talking about contacting parents today. This is a very nerve-wracking experience for some people, totally a non-issue for others, or it depends on the parent you're speaking to or the topic you're talking about. It just, there's so many variable factors. But this week I had to speak to some people about my own children completely unrelated to school actually, but it got some sort of my thinking about it going. One of my kids did something not perfect because shocking, they're not perfect. And there was some concerns about the not perfect behavior. And the person who approached me about it sucked. It was very abrupt and rude and judgmental and not well thought out and I had to remind myself that this person isn't actually a teacher not everybody thinks the way I do or the way that my friends do or you know just anybody who knows my kids personally and so it got me thinking about what are we like when we talk to parents and not just any day parents like parents are also teachers because god knows we judge each other I'm going to say that time and time again we are brutal to each other it's not fair but it's a fact. So my first comment in thinking about what's talking about parents, and I'm not great at this, is document everything. Even if it's just like a jot note in your day book, it says, hey, called so-and-so's parents, they had a bump. Or, hey, um, talk to this parent about a rough couple of days with choices. Today, I talked to a parent about a kid hitting. Um, and I was really mindful and that's, I think, sort of the idea behind this discussion is being really mindful about how you talk to, how you talk to parents. Is this a phone call? Is this a face-to-face, -face, if that's possible? Is this an email? How are you going to contact them? Have you thought about what you're going to say before you say it? For example, the kid that was hitting today, I know the parents aren't going to respond well to, your kid was being a butt today, and therefore you need to have a conversation with them. They're not going to hear that. The conversation started with so-and-so was hitting today. When I asked why or what had happened, I didn't get much of a response. Could you do me a favor and talk to your kid and see what sort of insight you can get that we weren't able to access and we'll work from there. Therefore, you're working together as a team. And to be completely honest, I think most of us would agree that when your kid's at home and you're putting them to bed or you're cuddled up watching a movie or there's that safe, relaxing spot, you're going to get more information. Now, you might get some spun version of, the, of what has happened, but you might also glimpse at the truth and being able to take that feedback to any teacher or the teacher being able to receive that, it matters. It's important. It's uh, that vulnerability that you're not always going to get at school. And it also helps make that parent an ally because you're not attacking the kid. You're asking for their help without being judgmental because you don't know if they're hitting a kid who has called them something horrible or is in my class the worst insult of the world of saying you're not coming to my birthday party for the fourth time that day and they just had had enough and to be quite honest if I was five years old and somebody disinvited me from their birthday five times I might want to whack them upside the head too I try to avoid that but I'm also not five anymore and going to a birthday party sounds like work there is a other side to that whole birthday party thing don't forget when you're talking to parents that these are their babies. 
these are their reason for living and the people they care about the most. And that fight or flight reaction to somebody talking about their children breathes strong. Especially I find the mama bear factor is really, really high. I find that mothers have a more, I'm going to protect you than the fathers do. That is not a blanket statement. It's just something I've observed. But they're, they want to protect their babies. They want to keep the real scary world out. And they want to see their children as as awesome as humanly possible and not maybe consider the fact that their kid isn't perfect. Newsflash, nobody's kid is perfect. So just keep that in mind when you're delivering news. That doesn't negate that there are times where you have to be the hard bringer of the truth. Your kid has done such and such a behavior. It's happened more than this time. We've been documenting it. And that's also a hard pill to swallow too, to think that somebody's been writing down what your kids have to. I had that experience as well this week. And I was like, oh, you've been writing down my kid's behavior for a while. Gee, thanks. Maybe that should have been a heads up. But, um, you know, if you've got that hard conversation ahead of you, Make sure you have the beginnings of a plan in your head. Show that you're coming from a place of caring and not frustration or anger. And again, hard because you're human and it's a lot if student A has not only hit you, but you know, bitten four other students and this is not the first time and this is the third conversation with the parents, it's hard to maintain that level of compassion. But it also has a critical piece to it because if you come across as angry it's not going to help. I also love when you can take a referral and be like, we'd like some really good insight into this behavior. Maybe we could get a referral for blank service and they can come in. You may not need that service as much as the parents do. And maybe that service can help be your advocate and take some of the pressure of the bit and the bearing of the news off of you. Not always the case. And sometimes that's hard because you have to go through certain team meetings or references or whatever but some things you can just walk into so if you've got that option grab it it'll just it's a bit like a backup for you and just whenever you're giving communication for parents think how you would feel also don't forget communication can be 100% positive too like I, I really enjoy sending the email with the picture of the kid who's gotten the reward they've been working for or did something really cool with their shapes and patterns this week and there's a smile on their face because they've been achieving something that take a quick picture send an email look I'm a pattern making master it's not something you can do every single day and all day long but when that option is available share the good news too but think before you do anything about how you would feel as if your kid I mean, not everybody answers the phone when the school calls going, hey, what did my kid do today? I do. Um, I think probably my years of teaching experience before having children inform that because I know my kids aren't perfect, but not everybody's got that background. Not everybody has that awareness level and they, they, they don't want to hear it. Some people are just barely holding on. They don't want to hear it. So think about how you would feel if you were getting that message. Um, I also recommend if you're, especially if you're making a phone call, hey, it's so-and-so from the school. Don't worry. Everybody's fine. Is usually the best thing to come out of your mouth first because you don't want anybody to think this is, an, we've had to call 911 and your child's on the way to the hospital. I can only imagine what that feels like. I'm so thrilled to have not received anything further than a broken bone and, uh, uh, one that was thoroughly manageable. But just so you know, you got to think about these things too. There are hard conversations you're going to have to have that 
you know, some parents may not come back from. But if your child is uttering threats or dropping swear bombs left, right, and center, that you're going to have to have that hard conversation with the parent and say, this is not cool. This is what's happening. We need to develop a plan. And you generally have an idea of what the parents are capable and not capable based on your, you know, pretty regular interactions with them. And uh, you know how to approach things. I definitely vary my approach based on who I'm speaking to. There are some people that a joke needs to be cracked first or a, did you know your child did this awesome thing first? And then not so awesome. And then back to the awesome that, you know, I think that's the compliment sandwich or the feedback sandwich I've heard. But you have to vary depending on the person, depending on the incident and the severity. But there are times you have to put a firm line and that's hard to do that without possibly having a damaging effect behind what you are saying or doing or thinking. Um, I mean, if your kid's done something horrendous and it's like a suspendable event, having caring and understanding is great, but also make sure that that caring and understanding is sincere. I remember listening to a phone call once from a uh, principal to a parent saying, I have empathy for you. I have much empathy for you. And I thought, you couldn't sound faker if you tried. And it was the attempt to connect, but in the end, it was more of an attempt to be annoying was exactly the success that that principal achieved. And I don't think that was their like their onset goal, but that's exactly what happened. So just some reflections on contacting parents. Again, the documenting is critical, hard, sometimes frustrating to do both, but critical just for reference sake. And um, it's also not the worst idea in the world, perhaps even a brilliant one is after you talk to that parent, sending a follow-up email, just a review of our phone call today to make sure we're on the same page and that therefore the documentation is set and ready to go. Thanks so much for joining Education Honestly. Until next time. Don't forget to follow my mom on Instagram at Education Honestly and Education Honestly on Facebook. Lastly, our email is educationhonestlypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for following.